Relationships at Work, the Leadership Mindset Guide to Creating a Workplace We Love. I'm your host, Russell Lolliker. No, this is not my normal voice. I'm very stuffed up right now. I'm dealing with a uh, multi-day cold at the end of it, but still not quite sounding myself, but I'm powering through. I'm here to introduce myself. I'm a communications and leadership nerd with a couple of decades of experience and a whole heap of curiosity on how we can make the workplace a better place. Now, if you're a leader trying to understand and improve your impact on work culture and the employee experience, well, you're in the right place. This is a mini episode. It's just a quick and a valuable bit of information under 10 minutes or so here to help reset our mindset for the week ahead. Today's episode, what is true power at work? A while back, I had a great conversation on the show with author and leadership coach mentor, Dr. Stephen Barden, and we talked about the pursuit of power at work. It has been just germinating in my head. It's, it's, it's paying rent. It's got a condo. It's thinking about things. It's just, it's really inspired me to think about power, what power actually is when it comes to work and how important it is to define it for ourselves in the pursuit of it. Now, if you're a longtime listener on the show, you know definitions, it's a huge thing with me. So power is not getting off the hook here. So the word power is not getting off the hook here. Power can be positional, right? Uh, It's the type of power you have when you have a specific rank or title in an organization. Influential, that's another type of power. The ability to change how someone else thinks or behaves based on trust and relationships. Autonomy, that's one of my favorite types of power. That's the freedom to work in a way that suits us. Freedom is power. There are even rare instances where you can have all three or or pieces of all three. Now, it's essential that when we think about what we are truly pursuing when it comes to power at work, What do we actually mean? Do any of those resonate with you that I just mentioned? What are we talking about? Which is the one we want for ourselves? How does it align with our values, our motivations? Now, curiosity is huge. I absolutely think it is a superpower. And curiosity as a leader is integral. But it's also not just in being curious about others. It's it's about being curious for ourselves and how and why we do things for us. It's part of our self-leadership too. As a leader, what is our path to happy? Is happiness power in your mind? Did I mention that part of this reflection should include defining happy? We have to define these things because it's different for all of us because what makes me happy may not make you very happy. So thinking further on the what kind of power am I pursuing vibe, here's some of the things or steps, as it were, to consider when coming up with an answer for ourselves, okay? First off, values. We need to reflect on our values. And I stress the word our, not the organizations, not our families, not our partners, our values. We have to know for us, before we define success and power, what our values are. So we are on the right path for when we're trying to define power. Next up, define our goals. What are we trying to achieve here? 
what does success look like for us? Absolutely define it within the context of ourself, our teams, our organization, and values. Number three, the third step, understand that there are different types of power. Now, what is the type that resonates with you, which has meaning for you? I mentioned positional, I mentioned influential, autonomy. We could have our own definitions of power that looks very different. It's all good. You just have to identify it. Speaking of identifying things, our next step is identifying our strengths. Knowing ourselves will really help us determine what works for us and where we need to focus on to reach the particular quote unquote power that we want to achieve. Do your strengths that you have align with the goals you're trying to achieve? Regardless of where they fit and how close they are, that's really good information to have. Next, number five, if you're counting, consider your own leadership style and power alignment. So what if the power we want doesn't align with the leadership style we have or styles that we prefer? Maybe we have to learn new ones. Maybe we say, you know what? That type of power isn't for me based on my leadership style and what I would have to do to get the kind of power that I think I want. Number six, it's that gap analysis time. It's assessing our situation and influence and understanding how close or far away it is from that goalpost. Where are we now? Where do we want to go? What's the gap between that that we may need to overcome or if it's even worth overcoming? Next, you're going to have to seek some feedback. You are not an island and our self-awareness might only go so far. We have to ask our colleagues and our mentors for their thoughts because they might be going, you know what? If you really reach this power that you think you want and you might have a very small gap to overcome to get there, you're not that person. And here's all the reasons you're not that person. And you might be not the person to understand that. I, I heard a line the other day is, it's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. I really, really like that saying as sort of this key understanding to see what value, feedback, mentorship, uh, and that your colleagues can have for you. Next, create a personal leadership statement as sort of a guiding principle. I always love a good statement. This is a great motivational tool. I remember creating one and I put it on the uh, face of my phone so that anytime I powered up my phone, it was right there in my face. This is to help your self-leadership. A mantra, if you will. Look into creating something like your own vision statement as a North Star for you on your path to getting this power that you want. Number nine, seek development opportunities. Remember we did a gap analysis? Well, if you need to overcome something, there's some professional development in there that you're gonna need. So we've done the strength analysis. We've done the gap analysis. Now we have to look for that learning that will help us get where we wanna go. And my last point, it isn't a step, but it is a reminder. You need to stay true to your values. You have to. We can't give up who we are, what makes us great, for that power that we want to achieve. I did a recent interview on a podcast where we talked about power, and there are so many downsides to that type of power where we lose perspective. We lose attachment to the work and the value of the work because we're so busy serving up. We're so busy 
following that next meeting to that next meeting to the next meeting where we kind of lose who we were and what started us on this journey to begin with. If we sacrifice our values in our leadership journey, we're not going to be the same person on the other side of it. And that might not be a good thing. And that might not be good for your teams or the organization. So remember, success in our work is a very personal thing. Power is a very personal thing. It's not defined by anyone but us. So what does that mean when it comes to power? Well, for me, the most power I've ever felt were in roles where I had influence, autonomy, responsibility, and accountability. It wasn't necessarily at the top of a hierarchy or a jungle gym, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't positional, but it was important to me. I was trusted in those roles and I was left to do the job in a very public setting. So all the success and all the failure was on me, but to me, that was power. That was my jam. And it isn't, it isn't for everybody. And as leaders, it can always look different as it pertains to you. Factors like family, responsibilities, education, where we are in our lives, our level of ambition, they're all different and they all need to have a way in on our understanding in our pursuit of that power. First though, if I can recommend anything, we have to work on that self-awareness. Unbelievably great to have a network of people that will be honest with you, but we need to know us. That way we can figure out what we truly want and understand how to get there and adjust our leadership journeys to make sure we keep ourselves on the path we decide on. Safe travels. That is it. Another episode, a mini episode of Relationships at Work, the Leadership Mindset Guide to Creating a Workplace We Love. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Russell Lolliker, as always, your host, trying to shift our mindsets to show up better every morning for our teams, for our organizations. And I know you prioritize it or you wouldn't be here listening. If you have a moment, I'd love for you to take a moment to leave a rating or review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you use a platform that takes those rating and reviews. It really helps the show grow. Those search engines, they do love those ratings and reviews. So if you can leave one and share a little bit of love, a couple five stars, can't appreciate it more. Thank you very much. Take care.